Hello, my friends. Hello. What is going on? It is Michael Hofeld, the Fish Cake King. I am back again, as promised. Here to do a podcast for you today. A little bit different. A little bit different than usual. Normally, I just go on and on about uh, what the hell is going on in the world or how I'm losing money or who I don't like or who I like. Not today. Not today. We're going to do something a little different. Um... I want to talk about the best gambling movies of all time. And why? Um, I don't know. Mainly because I think I ran into a few of these on cable and was like, damn, I forgot all about this movie. And I posed this question on Twitter and got a lot of uh, responses. But I'm going to give you my top ten and I'm going to give you uh, some honorable mentions or also some ones that I just think suck. Um, Run through those pretty quick. Uh, some ground rules for this podcast is, you know, what makes a good gambling movie to me has to have degenerate gamblers. You know, it can't just be like, you know, like the Bernie Mac poker scene, you know, where they're just having a good time. Got to be degenerates. That, that's what makes gambling gambling. Um, uh, there has to be gambling throughout the movie. Again, can't be just one scene. Um, for this reason, movies like Rain Man, Hangover, Easy Money, not eligible, all have great gambling scenes, but they're not gambling movies. And I think that's probably the distinction here. That, that you know, there's one specific movie on this list that I had a hard time ranking because I'm not sure how much gambling it is, and we'll get to that in a bit. Um, you know, also in the movie, I like to see the gambling highs and lows, and that's almost established, which is like, again, if it's just a small piece of a big winning streak or somebody losing a bunch of money, it doesn't really balance it out. You need to see the swings because again, uh, for a true gambling story, which is what we're after is you have to see the ups and the downs and, you know, kind of the emotion that drives gamblers because I mean, that, that's how most of us are, is we're emotional gamblers. I mean, they, we try to be robots and think of everything as efficiently and as uh, expected value positive as you could be. But, but no, that's just not gambling. And, you know, if you've ever had that scenario at any point in your life where, oh, you just lost all your money in five minutes and you're back at the ATM and then you lose your money and you're back at the ATM again. Hasn't happened to me in a long while, but boy, have I done that before. And boy, have I also had times where uh, I was either in a hole, a deep, deep, ugly hole and dug myself out or the other way where I was up a huge amount and just shit it away. So again, that's what makes a good gambling movie to me. Uh, let's let's dive right in. I'm going to start with these these are movies that did not make my list. Um, I'm going to throw one right out that I haven't actually seen. And a few people uh, mentioned it, Owning Mahoney, uh, which is Philip Seymour Hoffman. I, I've got to watch it, I guess. Um, so if that should have been in the top ten, that's on me. Uh, it's so rare that there's a gambling movie that I haven't seen. So we're going to just set that aside, and maybe I should have watched it before this, but I'm just not that guy. Um, what talks about, here? here's a few that I just don't like um lucky you poker movie i think it came directed by curtis hansen starring eric banna robert duvall came out what 2006 2007 just trash you know there's a lot of famous poker players in it 
uh, filmed, I think, on, uh, like, they're in Vegas. Just just a bad, bad movie. Um, uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, don't see it. Um, another bad one is, the, you know, the newest version of The Gambler with Mark Wahlberg. That was terrible. Um, so that's not on my list. Um, those are the two ones I think of that are just like bad. Um, a couple that fall into the category of, you know, I liked them because I'm a degenerate, but they're not really good. Runner, runner, Ben Affleck, Justin Timberlake, about online poker and, you know, the, 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 the people that run online poker is, you know, loosely based on, uh, on, on some real life stories and, it was done, I believe, by the same guys who did Rounders. Uh, so, you know, there was, and I, I think actually recently, uh, well, it wasn't directed by, I think it was written. I think Brian Koppelman actually put out his original script of Runner Runner on the internet. You know what? That might actually be what what, uh, what made me think about all this, because I started reading it, and I started watching the movie, and I was like, these aren't the same thing. And, you know, again, if you have too much time, go ahead and read the runner-runner script. Better script than it is a movie. Uh, in that category, I will also throw uh, One for the Money, uh, McConaughey and uh, Al Pacino, uh, where McConaughey is like some hotshot sports uh, handicapper who goes to work for Al Pacino. Just has its moments, but it's just a shitty movie, and it's just bad, and again, if it were about any other topic, it would be absolutely unwatchable uh, for me. Um, you know, I ha so those are the ones, those are a couple that I just, I, I just don't think are that good. Um, you know, then, you know, I mentioned The Gambler with Mark Wahlberg. The original Gambler with James Conn is much better. James Conn's just, it's just grittier. I buy him more. It makes more sense. Uh, it doesn't just circle into just garbage at the end, so that's worth watching. Um, let me let me see here. Okay, uh, I'll bring up one is not making my list, and it could be a podcast upon itself, which is Uncut Gems, which is the recent movie with Adam Sandler. Uh, you know, I, I'm just what are, what are the names of the guys who do it? The Schwefty brothers. I honestly fucking forget their name, and I feel bad because I, I knew it two minutes ago. But, you know, this this movie, uh, I don't know how it got Oscar buzz. And it's really interesting to see that people are kind of on either side of this, which is the Softy Brothers. Um, either they, they love it, they think it's amazing, or they, other people think it's crap. I, I just, I have a hard time in a movie that is, again, try to be the, this angle, this, try to, this realism, this intensity, and there's just so many flaws in the gambling side of things. Um I don't know why they just drove me. They just took me out of the moment when he tries to make a, you know, this correlated parlay that nobody would ever let him make. The final bet, you know, is just never going to happen, um, including him sending his girlfriend to Mohegan's son, which doesn't have a sports book, certainly didn't have a sports book eight years ago when the movie's supposed to take place. I don't know. Just, uh, I, I didn't I didn't buy, I didn't think uh, Adam Slender was all that great. Again, I enjoyed it, but, you know, I'm your target demographic. Uh, so if I don't love it, it's not that great. So if you love Uncut Gems, cool, uh, whatever. Um, just just not making my top ten list. I, this other movie, I just couldn't decide. It's just not enough of a gambling movie, but it's a good movie and has some gambling scenes. Probably belongs with the ineligible ones, which is Bad Lieutenant with Harvey Keitel. 
Um, he's a he's a degenerate gambler, and can't and he's a cop and can't help himself. But it's it just just not enough gambling for it to be a gambling movie. But still, kind of you know, made me think of it. There's a California Split. Now, California Split is an old uh, poker movie starring, who is it? It's Elliot Gould and who is, I have, and George Siegel. <laughs> That's some old shit. Um, again, I, I like this movie. It's just set in a different time. Um, it's interesting, especially if you play poker, because it's it's a time when lowball was the game, especially out west, and you know it's hard to even imagine that lowball was actually the game. So, as I sip my drink, listen, I I if you have if you're looking for movies and you love gambling movies, watch California Split. I mean, two funny guys at the height of their. Uh, Height of their stardom in in Gold Siegel 1974. And it's directed by Robert Altman, um, great director. So again, that 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 could have made my list. I'm probably you know skewing more towards stuff that's from my generation. Um, the way it goes. Another movie that again, I, I want to go back to the. It's not about gambling, but it it should be thrown in here. Sour grapes. Now, Sour Grapes is just a movie about um, uh, two people who are going to Atlantic City on a trip to gamble, and one is sitting at a slot machine, and the other, uh, and he needs a few quarters, and he borrows uh, a few quarters uh, to, you know, he had like whatever, two quarters, and he needed like the last quarter so he could play the maximum amount. Guy lends him a quarter, he hits the jackpot, and then there are Sour Grapes because, you know, the guy who lent him the quarter thinks he should owe, owe him some of the money. The reason that I mention it and the reason that you might think it's funny is it was written by Larry David. And it's very much kind of, it was between Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. And it was, imagine if this happened on Curb Your Enthusiasm and it was two hours long. So, I recommend it. Um, another movie, if you haven't seen it, were worth going down that, that hole. Um, throw another movie in that pile again. These are not on the list. This, and this was another one that just struck me and I had forgotten about it is like a 1986 movie starring Joe Piscopo and Danny DeVito called Wise Guys. It's about uh, two low-level members of the mob. It's a comedy, and it's pretty funny. Captain Lou Albano, Captain Lou Albano of WWF fame was in it. Uh, Harvey Keitel was in it. Few, a few others... Uh, few other famous like gangster actors were in it and they basically screw over captain lou on a horse bet and then they run away to atlantic city and they're gambling in atlantic city and it's early kind of height of of ac and interesting stuff i find it to be tremendously funny um you know i for years i would say no thank you mr akavano um because they were posing as as lou albano's character I forget what his first name is. His last name was Akavano. Um, and uh, again, very funny movie. Worth seeing. Not making the list. Um, I'm going to throw in a couple of documentaries. Uh, the Best of It, which I think it was on Amazon for a while. It's about a bunch of uh, sports bettors. I think it was made about five years ago. Alan Boston... 
uh, there's the, the sports betting dink. I forget how you spell. And I think it's Alan Dinkelman. Uh, it's it's interesting because it's it's kind of like there was that show on Showtime called Action. It's kind of in that vein, but a lot, but not like focusing on touts, focusing on like sports betters and like how hard it is on real life to be somebody who is a sports better and how they have to kind of chase the edge and how it's not easy. Good movie. A uh, good poker documentary, Bet Ray's Fold. Um, I think there's another one called All in the Poker Movie. Again, th- th- those are good documentaries. There are a few out there. And for those of you who don't know, I have an unreleased uh, poker documentary that has been sitting in the can for almost 15 years, shot in 2006, called Action Junkies, which was shot... During the 2006 World Series of Poker, at the height of the poker boom, someday, I've always been waiting for an ending. Um, for one of the guys that we focus like on four guys, four different poker players, I've always been waiting for them, one of them to win uh, a major tournament on TV. And, and, you know, one of them quit, one of them plays cash games, and one of them just can't get there. He's made like three or four World Series of Poker final tables. Um, so I, I have a soft place in my heart for, for gambling movies, especially documentaries. Let's see, what didn't I mention? The Grand, which is like a, it's like a poker comedy. Um, Woody Harrelson, uh, Ray Romano, David Cross, Cheryl Hines. Again, made around the, the poker boom, 2007. Chris Parnell, Richard Kind. I just haven't seen it in a while, but I just never liked it. I just, I just thought it like didn't capture the grittiness. Like, like you can do comedy. And, and I'll, I think there might only be one comedy in my list of top ten. It can be done. It's hard. Um, it's hard to do comedy. So that's my kind of didn't make the list. Um, you know, I have a whole different kind of set of things of like my favorite gambling scenes that are not, not uh, you know, in movies and, and not gambling movies like honey, the honeymoon in Vegas poker scene. It's one of my favorites, but that's for a different time. So let's go into the top 10. So that's all the ones that are not going to make it. Number 10 is Mississippi Grind with Ben Mendelsohn and Ryan Reynolds. And this came out just uh, five years ago. Low-budget movie. Uh, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's hard to choose because, like, I don't love... I don't love the movie as much as I love the the two stars, so that's kind of what pushes it over for me. I don't think there's anything that where people just extract, um, you know, and use this this movie in everyday life. It's just it's a good movie. It's worth seeing, man. I you know, it just I have to admit, like I, I think that I would rather have put the best of it, the the sports betting documentary here, and I I, I, I that was this is the one. Uh, number that I had a struggle with, so I don't really have a major defense for for Mississippi Grind. So I'm just going to go. I mean, come on, Ben Mendelsohn, great actor. Ryan Reynolds, great actor. Blackjack, craps, poker, uh, New Orleans. How bad can it be? I mean, it's not bad. It's good. It's very good, but it's not a classic. All right, now on this one, I doubt. I mean, if you've seen it, great. Um, if not, uh, it's the Cincinnati Kid, starring Steve McQueen. Which, uh, again, this this is it's just a a good movie. I mean, it's just it's it's old. I think what's it like nineteen sixty five? It's a long time ago. McQueen is a, a gambler, going right back. I believe it was in New Orleans. 
two? Yeah, I'm a hundred percent sure that it was in New Orleans. Oh man! All right, we're gonna go back in a minute because Mississippi Grind is coming off the list. I forgot a I forgot a fucking movie. Uh, so Mississippi Grind is gonna be eleven, uh, and Cincinnati Kid is gonna be ten. Uh, it's it's a good movie. Um, Anne Margaret, Steve McQueen, uh, Edward G. Robinson, old kind of the I think he was the original Scarface or whatever. Um, great actor who plays the the what you call it the Lancey Howard who was they're playing five card stud, which again is a super fucking weird game. I was talking about low ball earlier, California split, but five card stud, one card down, four cards up, just like. From all the math-based and craziness um, uh, that we've seen in the last 20 years in poker, it just doesn't really hold up from that perspective. But like the the the, the richness of the characters from uh, who are you know running these private games and and how these things are going, like these long stretches, they're playing day over day, night over night, in these back rooms in New Orleans and. And certain people are betting on certain people. So there's tons of side action. It's just a cool gambling movie. Cab Calloway's in it too. Uh, Carl Malden, Tuesday. I mean, it's just like, again, worth watching. Uh, um, it's like one of the classics. It's like reading um, Grapes of Wrath or something like that. Um, so Cincinnati Kid, uh, I'm into it. So number nine is The Flamingo Kid. Another one. We're going kid to kid that you may have not seen. Uh, Matt Dillon, um, what year is it? Eight, 1984. Matt Dillon uh, is a, you know, I think it, but I think it's like a, 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 you know, set in, I think in the 50s. So he's working as like a cabana boy at a beach club in somewhere like in around the Hamptons or somewhere like that. And uh, the, the big thing going on at this beach club is that they play gin. And, um, it's, it goes on all year, and the, the, the opposite star is Richard Crenna, who played Troutman uh, in uh, Colonel Colonel Troutman, yeah, in the in the First Blood movies. Um, uh, Hector Alessandro plays his dad. It's just a fun gambling movie, especially because it's just a window into a time when people played gin for high stakes. And you know, I learned to play cards by playing gin rummy for the most part, and it's a fun game. It's a um, it's a solvable game. I mean, again, it's the way we look at card games nowadays. I, I just don't think it can be played. I mean, it just comes down to mem- remembering every card and um, and playing the edges. But but it's a great movie. It's it's set in an interesting time and uh, makes you think. And I, well worth it. The highs and lows of the gambling in the, in the Flamingo Kid uh, definitely up there. Okay, so number eight is the cooler. The Cooler with William H. Macy. Um, what year did The Cooler come out? Somewhere. It was released in 2003. Uh, it's, I love the concept. It's basically a casino has a guy who's a cooler, meaning he kills everybody's hot streak, kills everybody's luck. Somebody's doing well, they just have him sit next to him and play a hand for five bucks. He ruins the table or will bump into somebody who's doing well. He's just mush. Um... Mush and coffee game makes me think of the uh, great gambling scenes in the Bronx Tale. Another movie that has great gambling scenes, but that doesn't make the list. But again, the cooler takes place in in Vegas. There's 
there is a decent amount of gambling, but not a lot. Um, it, but it, the whole thing is surrounded in a casino. Alec Baldwin is his boss, and he wants out. Um, he meets a girl. I mean, it's a it's a great movie. Uh, I highly recommend it if you've never seen it. It's just unique. It's a different point of view. Um, and William H. Macy is great in it, and it's kind of, I think, around his peak. So that's the cooler. Um, all right, so we've got a stretch here. The next three movies are interconnected. And I will start with The Hustler. Now, The Hustler is a, is a movie about pool, billiards, that came out in 1961 about Fast Eddie Felsen, uh, played by Paul Newman, who's, uh, you know, again, I love these different times when, when the gambling was really focused on, on things we don't do today. So there were, you know, there are pool halls all over this country, but there used to be a ton more. And people would, you know, travel town to town, and uh, and gamble on pool, and they you know they would sucker people in. So uh, Newman was going to f- try to find the best player in the world at the time was uh, Minnesota Fats. Great name, Minnesota Fats. It's, just, it's a real person, by the way. You used to be able to see him on Worldwide Sports, and he was played in this movie by Jackie Gleason. Just just again, uh, top top notch acting, g- just great stuff. Um, they even stopped by the Kentucky Derby in here. Just just again. Uh, Fantastic, uh, you know, and and again from the degenerate side, Eddie thinks he can dig dig him out from himself in a hole, and he has to come back. And you know, I'm not going to ruin the ending for you, but um, they're, they're playing for three thousand dollars a game, 1961. It's a lot of money, and uh, you know, this is Gleason and Newman probably near their best. Um, now here's the movie that I forgot, and I just it it, it belongs on the list. Without a doubt, um, it's the Sting. You know, I think nineteen seventy-two. Paul Newman, Robert Robert Redford, just about two con men uh, who decide to work over this specific gangster. Um, but there's just tons of gambling. There's poker scenes. the The main con is about uh, past posting, uh, where they run a fake uh, horse betting parlor. Um, just, just a great movie. I mean, again, just. Probably should be higher on the list. It's just because I, I, you know, true gambling. I mean, that's 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 kind of like the way I'm ranking is like they're they gamble, but they're not gamblers. Gambling is like their method of being con men. And it's a, you know, again, fantastic movie. The scene uh, on the train where the, the you know they set the deck against. I want to say it's Lonigan, um, but uh, just great scene. And, and again, for like just the, the history of gambling, looking at the way they used to run these underground uh, horse betting parlors, it's just a beautiful thing. And, you know, people will argue about where the term chalk comes from. And if you watch this, you'll see, you can tell uh, chalk used to have to do with when they would write things on the chalkboard and that uh, the favorite would move the most and it would have the most chalk uh chalk dust on it um great movie all right the reason that all three of these last ones interconnect is because there is a common theme which is paul newman great actor um if you haven't seen enough paul newman movies you're just not doing yourself any justice uh, he passed away a few years ago and uh you know hadn't been acting for a while but man he was you know the, people picture steve mcqueen as the the epitome of cool but you know, that's only because Steve McQueen died young. 
Paul Newman race cars too. He was just he was just a genuine uh, great actor, badass. Invented Newman's own, you know, where he donates, you know, the, the his popcorn and pasta sauces and donates all the money to charity and it became a big deal. And he was anyway. Paul Newman, the last movie's Color of Money. Now, could you put the Sting or the Hustler ahead of Color of Money? Now, Color of Money is a continuation of the Hustler. It's essentially a sequel um, to the Hustler. I think it came out in what is it? Eighty? It's eighty-six. I thought it was eighty-five. So, and the co-star is Tom Cruise. Now, just, again, great movie, gambling throughout it. Um, it shows that next generation of, of how the pool hall uh, hustling has changed and, and also how, basically, Newman finds Cruz and tries to turn him into a hustler and teach him how to play for money and how to play the room. Um, just, again, fantastic movie. There's a scene where... You know, Newman doesn't play anymore. Fast Eddie Felsen was a great, one of the greatest players, if not the greatest of his time. And he hung it up, and he kind of is coaching Cruz. But he decides to get back into it uh, because he's just so pissed off uh, about Cruz. And he goes to a hall and tries to play, Who and the character's played by Forrest Whitaker. It's just an, an amazing scene where he's getting hustled by Forrest Whitaker, and he didn't see it coming, and, and he pays him off. And he's like, just asking him if he got hustled. And he just felt like shit because, you know, this guy who's been in the gambling game for whatever, 30 years, just couldn't see it coming. He lost his edge, and then he kind of, you know, from there decides to, that he wants to play again. So it's it, one of Tom Cruise's favorite movies for me. It's just a different era of Cruise. He's amazing in it. Um, uh, he does all those wacky things with the pool cue where he's, basically, you know, performing like he's got a pair of nunchucks with a pool cue. Just good stuff. Good stuff. So, I mean, again, any of these movies, if you haven't seen... Oh, and the other thing that you... You know, a few things. It's directed by Martin Scorsese. Um, and the cinematography in the movie was, was was a big deal at the time, because the way they showed um, the the balls breaking in the, and, and, like, the, the camera angle of it. I'm pretty sure that this was Newman's only Academy Award it was like kind of his makeup Academy Award. So, um, is it plausible? I don't even know. Was Tom Cruise nominated for this movie? I, I have no idea. Um, no, no. Uh, but Mary Elizabeth's Master Antonio was nominated, but no, um, but no, 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 no. Tom Cruise. I don't know if Tom Cruise has ever been nominated. Anyway, so, again, the combination of The Hustler, if, if that's too old for you, this is a great kind of, like, a 60s, 70s, and 80s movie. The Hustler, The Sting, and The Color of Money. Um, and so, again, I highly recommend Color of Money. Um, all right, so we're moving on to number four. And this is the one I talked about at the beginning where I just didn't know if it should be considered a gambling movie. And it's, it's interesting because... The previous movie was a Martin Scorsese movie, and we said we're going to go from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. This is a 90s movie. Um, it's Casino uh, by Martin Scorsese. And I have to put it on here just because of just how pa the, the whole movie, like the cooler, the cooler may not be entirely about gambling, but this is about a gambling city. It's about... Uh, Ace, Ace Rothstein, who is also, you know, based off Lefty Rosenthal... Um, and you know, there's there's the the sports betting angle, there's the the 
the baccarat scenes with the whale there's the 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 one of my favorite scenes is the crap scene at the beginning with ginger sharon stone where she was stealing uh, money from the guy all night and she wanted more money and then she took her all the chips and threw them up in the air. I love that scene because I always imagine the amount of chaos that would take place in a casino, a crowded casino where somebody just hurled up a chip, uh, you know, a tray of chips of $50,000 and watch everybody scamper after it. It's a great movie. I guess the more of I, and the more I think about it, it is a gambling movie, but it doesn't have gamblers. It's, it, you know, like um, the way that... Uh, Robert De Niro's character, Ace Rothstein, uh, uh, looks at gambling is kind of the the different than when uh, what I said earlier on, which he you know it's not the emotional highs and lows, but I think like the the point of his character is he knows how to play on the emotions of the gambler. So it's almost like looking at House's angle of 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 how these lunatic degenerates um, think. And, you know, there's the scene where the, the card counters, um, again, I mean, it's, it's a great movie. Uh, the, it was based on a book which written by Nicholas Pileggi, who also wrote uh, the book that was the basis for Goodfellas. So, and, you know, all these are based on real characters, and I don't know. I mean, I it's weird because... I don't love this movie. There's so much fluff in this movie with the relationship between Sharon Stone and Robert De Niro um, that at times it bores me. And, and I know that might be sacrilegious to say this movie isn't amazing. But I get bored at times. And I think I, I don't even remember what the running time is. I want to say it's it's close to three hours, but... Yeah, it's 178 minutes, so I feel like it could have been a tight 220, um, but again, how can you deny Scorsese, Casino, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, it just, uh, you know, it, it's it's up there, but again, I just it's not, it's not gamblers, so it doesn't belong on the list. So that's why it ended up, so if you question, so how could I put Casino number four, that's why. Because my original list, it was number two, and then I said, and then I went through all the machinations that I'm talking about now, which is like, I just, I don't know if it is a pure gambling movie, so I have to deduct a few points, and that's how it ended up fourth. Now, here's the one that probably most people are just going to say I'm out of my fucking mind, Um, but I think it probably, the next three are all about... You know, you could flip two and three. Um, It's Let It Ride, 1989, Richard Dreyfuss, um, Terry Garr, uh, Buster Poindexter, better known, or David Johansson, better known as Buster Poindexter. Um, Jennifer Tilly was in it. It's about a guy who goes on a run at the track. And if you haven't seen it and you're a gambler, you got to see it. Because it does... The best job I've ever seen of capturing what it's like to be on a streak, and um, if you're a gambler, you've and you've been on a streak. It's an amazing feeling that you just can't lose, and but it's never too far from your mind that it could end any time. But you also don't want to pull it back, so you keep pushing it, and you just don't. And it, again, 
you know, for the sake of a movie, you've got a guy who really needs to win this money and also doesn't have the best, uh, certainly, bankroll management skills or or money management skills. So, you know, an average person, well, yeah, okay, let's just put a little bit away and, and press it. But no, that's the whole point of it. Let it fucking ride. A great, just a great movie. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's hard because I feel like I'm using the same superlatives over and over. But these are outstanding films. These are some of my favorite films of all time. And I'm hoping, like, in, in a situation like this with Let It Ride, that if you have never heard of it or never seen it, that I can talk you into watching it if you're a gambler. Because it's fun. It's just, it's so hard to boil that down, that those feelings, the sensations, the endorphins that are flying through you when you're winning and you feel just unstoppable. Um, and that's, you know, that's, I think, what a lot of people chase. They don't chase that one win. They don't chase that, even, even the big win is is nice but the streak is something entirely different one win on top of another win on top of the other we're just starting to think maybe this maybe this whole world's going to work out for me maybe things are going to work out for me maybe this is what i was always waiting for was this one streak to get it all the way it should be um that's i mean it's certainly what i love to chase in gambling because i again I, i like a big hit but man when you can hit one or hit two i remember winning two poker tournaments in the same night back in the online days where I won one, you know, at like 2 a.m. And because the way it used to work is, you know, you're in one tournament, so you enter others. And then four hours later, I won another big tournament. It was like 6 a.m. Because, again, these things were massive at the times and would take forever. And I forget. It was it was a very nice score for me. Um, I don't think it was quite six figures, but the combined was n- not that far away. And it just felt like, man, I was on fire. And I did. I, did. I rode that for a while. Um, and uh, even in business, I chased that same type of thing where you, when you catch fire, you know, make hay while the sun is shining. You take as much as you can. But sometimes we just don't know when it's over. So that's Let It Ride. Watch it. Definitely watch it. It's just a funny movie. It's not long. It's... Uh, I don't even know what the runtime is, but it's an hour and a half, 90 minutes. Come on. You got 90 minutes. Put it on the background while you do something else. All right. So we're down to the final two. And I I, I almost started this by saying you guys know what number one is. And I'm not going to surprise you too much. Um, Number two is Heart 8. Again, not the most famous movie. I don't know if you've seen it. It's outstanding. It's, again, again, it's gritty it's got i mean again this is i believe paul thomas anderson's first movie um paul, paul thomas anderson boogie nights million you know magnolia a million other great films it's just the character is incredibly rich and it, it, it's it's definitely the negative side of gambling it shows what happens to degenerate gamblers it also um it's an interesting thing because it's a, uh, you know, the two stars are John C. Riley, who I love, and Phil Picker Hall, which, you know, it's hard to describe, but he's a, like an every guy. Um, he's been in a shit ton of movies, and he's a seasoned gambler who finds John C. Riley down on his luck and uh, offers to teach him his methods for kind of getting the edge in the casino. And part of what makes it 
uh, interesting to me is that so much of what they do you couldn't do today. It was about like gaming the system for for comps and and all and all other things where you're just taking this small edge and and making it work out for you. And with the way that computer systems and customer management has, has changed, there's no way you can do it anymore. But uh, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow plays the love interest in this. Uh, Samuel Jackson kind of plays a bit of a heavy in this, and it's all kind of early in their careers, just not a, not a big budget, um, counts entirely, entirely on, uh, on, on the, the acting in this. And, uh, I mean, I love John C. Riley, and, and, and again, I can't say enough about this film. <clears throat> uh, it's only an hour and 42 minutes, so it's, again, it's, it's not too long. Uh, if I had to pick, I don't know, the, the, the only argument against this is that it's not about the degenerate gambler uh, ups and downs enough. You know, John C. Riley is a degenerate gambler. Um, and, you know, Sidney and Phil Baker Hall just takes him under his wing and shows him the difference. It's just, again, I'll tell you what, watch, if you haven't seen it, you don't have time, just watch the first 15 minutes. Because in the first 15 minutes, it'll just show you kind of everything. Where the two of them meet, and John C. Riley is kind of hesitant to understand why um, Phil Baker Hall is helping him out. Just, just again, top-notch. And Paul Thomas Anderson is an amazing director. Um, he wrote it, so uh, I recommend it. You know, we're coming, I'm coming to the close. So we're coming to a close here, and you know where I'm going with number one. And, and I again, I thought about just saying this from the start, which is this was going to be number one. Um, it's Rounders. And I don't think there's a question. I, I don't think that there's anything close to Rounders. Um, I, 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 I don't know what I can say that hasn't already been said about this movie. Um, I, I think that... A generation doesn't necessarily understand how this was kind of the bump set spike for the poker uh, explosion. It was like this movie needed to happen to lay a base for kind of popular culture to uh, latch on to poker and Texas Hold'em, no limit, Texas Hold'em. It's taken for granted today that uh, Texas Hold'em is, is, is the game, is the game of poker. Before this movie, it was not. Um, I have played poker, you know, God, for probably close to 30 years, um, and I don't think I had ever played a single hand of No Limit Hold'em before this game. I mean, before this movie. And I can tell you, you know, I grew up in Atlantic City. They did not spread No Limit Hold'em to probably maybe a couple years after this movie. Um, stud was seven card stud and seven card stud high low were the biggest games. Um, you know, it's interesting because I believe there's a there's a weird scene in this where he takes on Johnny Chan at the Taj. Um, I played in that poker room a billion times. Uh, and, he, you know, it, that's one of the things that people point out as a little negative or just, you know, uh, they're playing limit hold'em and he gets Chan to fold for 
one bet in a monster pot didn't make any sense. And I don't know why the fuck they're playing Limit Hold'em if, um, you know, everywhere else he's playing no Limit Hold'em. But, again, there's almost zero chance that you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the movie. Um, I can sit here and just nitpick it. Like, I, I, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, one of my nitpicks is that in the final, uh, I think the final hand, it's either the first time or the second time. I forget, what, either when he, when, when um, Teddy KGB takes all of uh, Matt Damon's money at the beginning or the end, where it's like, he didn't have the nuts. There was quads out there. He, like, had aces full. And uh, there were, like, two nines on the board. Um, and he lays it down like he has the nuts. And he easily, you know, not easily could have been beaten by quads. But quads were there. So you don't say you, you know, you don't say you have the nuts if you don't actually have the nuts. Um, that's, again, the Johnny Chan uh, motif in the, um, where they play the, the scene of Chan setting the trap for Seidel. I think it was the 88 World Series. I don't even remember. Um, just, it's just I love that look. And, and, it, and it, it bums me out because Eric Seidel is such a great guy and um, never won the main event. And, he, you know, John Chan got him there. Um, you know, he's sitting there with Femke Jansen. And, uh, you know, the, the characters in this are just eternal with Teddy KGB, uh, Kanish, played by John Totoro. I just... Uh, just so many quotable lines, so many great games uh, that, that they get in throughout this. The scenes in the Taj where all the the regulars come down, it's, you know, seen it a million times. It's, again, it, it is head and shoulders above the rest because it, it, it gives you that glimpse of what gambling culture really was at that time. The underground poker rooms in... New York, they were still kind of uh, the way they showed them, I forget, the Mayfair Club and places like that. You know, a few years later, they were basically underground, you know, poker rooms, like full, like like not, they didn't look with rich leather and interesting places to play. They were just kind of like warehouses with poker tables set up and they were running 40 games in, in you know, like PlayStation in, in New York. And just, um, again, this was the launching pad for all of the stuff. It's like people can not really fathom that how the distance between this movie and the poker room. I mean, Chris Moneymaker didn't win the the main event of, of uh, the World Series, I think, until 2002. So it's four years later. But this kind of built up the interest. Um, you know, it was, there are, in my opinion, three things that led to the poker room. It was this movie... Uh, the whole card, ca- it's it's four. Uh, this movie, the whole card camera, and Moneymaker winning. But in order for Moneymaker winning, it, online poker. So, um, which was was the online boom. This was the basis. And it just wasn't, you know, people really think like it was like a domino that fell over and then immediately something else happened. No, this movie wasn't that popular at first. It needed time to ruminate. It needed time for people. There wasn't even fucking DVD, I don't think at this point. Or was there? Yeah, I think DVD is right around this time. 
So I do, I do think like, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm out kicking my coverage on this one, but, uh, no, but like, I mean, it, the DVDs needed to circulate and people need to rewatch this movie over and over again. Uh, and then the, the, the lines had to get repeated through every poker room in the country for years and years and years. And I just don't believe there is, if you take every, uh, quotable, gambling scene ever it probably doesn't add up to rounders and they're they've bounded about doing uh a sequel to rounders and I, I just don't think you could ever do it justice i just don't i just i just think it was a place in time it was it was showing something that was so kind of uh pure like i know it's gross and disgusting and worm was a terrible person but like this is when gambling was pure, like before it got corporatized and bastardized and, and, and um, when it was people. And, uh, and I think that's a big part of this is today that, the, you know, these all gambling is run by corporations and it's just been sucked in, um, you know, especially with what, what's happening with sports betting. You're killing everybody off. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I... I'm not going to just sit here and espouse every great thing uh, about Browners, but I do think it's it's real. Uh, that, again, to hammer home the idea that No Limit Hold'em was not a game that was played almost anywhere before this movie. It was played in Texas and in Vegas and, and practically not. In, I mean, there were tournaments and stuff, but it was not the predominant game when you went to poker rooms all over the country. It just wasn't. And that and that's hard for people to to even fathom. Uh, all games were limit. There was no no limit. There were no pot limit games before this. So it just changed the nature of gambling uh, on a on a on a whole scale. So so that's my list, man. Uh, that's my list. And my point of this was, one, for me to be able to relive a little bit of watching some, some of my favorite movies and also to kind of clue you into movies you may have never seen. Um, you know, some of us are older, some of us are younger, uh, so maybe we have skewed. I mean, there are definitely a few movies that I left off, the honorable mention, that are just awful, like Bookies, um, uh, High Roller, The Stew, Unger Store. I mean, they're just some sh- there's some shit, shit gambling movies out there. Um, and, uh, and you know, if you're in the mood, these are the ones that I recommend you watch. If I missed any, uh, please let me know. And I should give a shout-out to Florida Bully, uh, one, of my fo- one of my followers on Twitter, who uh, reminded me of, of the Flamingo Kid because I had entirely forgotten about the Flamingo Kid um, because nobody thinks about it because it's a gin movie. Um, and Jin has entirely disappeared off of this planet. So that is my podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back talking shit, espousing all sorts of terrible things next week. I love you all. and Thank you for listening. <laughs>